Hello, my name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. We are now completing three years of being on the air, and I wanted to personally thank you for all of your support. As a listener, as you share the podcast on your social media pages, and for your financial support. We would not be where we are today without this amazing support, which is in over 80 countries and 150,000 downloads worldwide. So I thank you, dear friend. I'm grateful we get to walk this journey together. And I cannot wait to see what we're able to do in another three years. Thank you again, dear friend, and blessings on the journey. Support Tech Staffing presents The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly show featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 175, Cynthia Alice sits down with special guest Bobby Douthit from the Replay Amusement Museum. And now your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Hello and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson. I'm the host and I am here today in the field. I'm not in 818 Studios. I'm here in the field. I'm in Tarpon Springs, Florida, sitting at a game table and I'm at a replay amusement amusement museum with Bobby Douthit. And Bobby and I uh, got to know each other several months ago when I came over to Tarpon, when I had to leave the house. My son and I were wanting some time away, and we stayed at an Airbnb very near here. And we got to know Bobby, and I think you'll be excited to hear from Bobby and a little bit about her journey. So, Bobby, thank you so much for joining me today, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Hello, hello. So, uh, Bobby, our listeners are around the world. We're in over 80 countries now and over 150,000 downloads. So um, some of the people probably that will be hearing this show uh, may have never heard of some of these games. So uh, Some people don't realize that pinball is still getting produced and made. Um, Yeah, we have a, a little slice of history that comes from, you know, we have games as recently as built in June of this year. Um, and games from 1958. So it's a whole different eras of games that you get to check out here. Right, right. So, you know, friends, I'm a Gen Xer. So I grew up on games like many people of my generation. And so when we were here on vacation and we realized that we could play games, I grew up playing like Pac-Man and Galaga and Miss Pac-Man. And my favorite is pinball. You know, we had a really great time here. So Replay Amusement Museum, Bobby, give us a little bit of, for our listeners who've never been here, tell us a little bit about what it is. So what we are is a hands-on, all-you-can-play experience, over 100 games in the building, all set on free play, so you don't have to put any type of quarter or card swiper system. They're all ready to go. Um, and we allow entry all day, so it's a great way to spend the day if you're on vacation or even if you're just local looking for something to do. Well, it's funny. I have told more local people about this place. <laughs> I guess I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm a gamer at heart or something. I've never been the type to play the games like people do now where they game online, like yeah. with people around the world. I know like that's a thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, is that a thing for you, too? So we stream on Twitch. Um, oh, you do? Okay. A, a, girlfriend, a girlfriend and I, we stream pinball. Oh, okay. Um, so we try to show some new games and some older games. 
Um, but we're interacting live with people across the world. Um, right. Talking about pinball and the game we're playing. Right. Well, and that was the other thing. So I, I want to get right into that because, you know, we have a lot of people on the show. And what we like to do is have people of all different walks of life, you know, talk about how are they applying their, you know, their spirituality or their journey, you know, to everyday life. And I think I mentioned to you, we've we've talked to jazz musicians. Uh, I've talked to um, artists and teachers. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your journey because I think for one thing, people don't even know, like you're saying, pinball is a thing. And, like, oh, yeah. you're ranked in pinball in the world. Yep. Like, tell us about what your ranking is and yeah, so a I, little bit about how you got to where you are. <laughs> I'm very competitive by nature. So uh, <laughs> playing pinball competitively was very a natural uh, thing for me to get right into. Uh-huh. Um, I direct tournaments as well now. So that's another hat to wear of, like, organizing and Herding cats, as it were. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Um, uh, I am... So there's a world ranking for open tournaments for male and female. And then there's a women's tournament uh, ranking as well. So I'm in the top 200 female players of the world. Wow. Um, I'd really like to break into the top 100 this year. That's like a, a short goal that I have. Um, and we'll see if that's possible. Uh huh. And do you, what is your actual, or do you not want to share your actual rank now? It's 188th. Last time I checked, it might have changed. Okay, that's yeah. cool. And so you do participate in tournaments and lead tournaments around the world, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've played across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the farthest I've played is in Seattle. Uh-huh. Um, and I would love to play overseas if and when that's available. <laughs> that would be really interesting. Well, it was really fun for me when um, we were here and, you know, we were getting to know you. And part of the reason I think somebody asked me, how do you know her so well? I said, well, we went in the pandemic <laughs> when nobody was here. And I said, we stayed so close we could walk down to the arcade. And because right when we came over, stuff was really closing then. Yeah. And so this was one of the few places open and you were you know walking around sanitizing and masking up and so that's what we did but literally there were five people in here and so we got to know you pretty well and and so when I was talking to you about pinball I said well and you were telling me you know that you competed and stuff I said well would I said is this weird I want to watch you play (laughs) and you go well why don't we play together yeah but we learned something I think playing with you Oh, for sure. And that's my favorite thing is playing with people that are better than me. Of course. You're always absorbing skills and noticing little nuances of things like, oh, I should do that. That's how you do that. (laughs) Right. Well, one of the things I noticed in your playing um, is you really flow with what's happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, is that your experience when you're playing it or what? So there are, like, kind of two thoughts of play, um, and people are either controlled players or flow players. So a controlled player is going to try to drop catch and take control of the ball, very, uh, you know, purposely align their shots and, and make sure that angle is perfect. Or I am kind of, I look at it as, I'm. it's not me versus the machine, it's me with the machine. So I'm trying to go with the flow, hit the shots that I want to sh- hit, but not really, like, stop, trap up, 
That the controlled plane, I try to do it. It it's like nails on a chalk. It's just not you. <laughs> right? It's not my style. Yeah. So when you're saying catch it and trap it, that's when a ball comes down and you take the flipper and you hold it, mm-hmm. right? And you get right. the ball and then you set up the shot and then you let it go and shoot it. Yeah, that's what you're talking Where about. I'm just, but you do the opposite. I'm much more like I like juggling multi balls and you know trying to keep everything active because I feel like. Any ball that's being held isn't scoring points. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is very true. Well, and and that's something, too, with the newer machines. You know, I grew up playing an old pinball machine. So when I go on an old machine here, I played machines this old and older, right? Because I grew up, you know, in a small town in the south, and there was like one until the mall opened, there was like one pinball machine, you know, yeah. that was old. But the multi-ball thing is actually a lot of fun, I think. Oh, yeah. But the old machines did not have multi-ball. Yeah, not not very many of them at all. And something, I think around like the 80s, they started introducing the add-a-ball and multi-balls. Add-a-ball, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you're, you're, there's something about you playing in the flow. And honestly, so one of the things about, um, one of the skills I have is spotting mastery. And I know when I'm around a master of something. <laughs> and when you were playing the game, even though we were, my son and I were also playing with you, it was like, okay, I just need to stand back. Because what I noticed as you were playing, even the way you worked the flippers was different. And there was a flow to it. And so I felt, I'm very energy sensitive. Yeah. So I actually felt a spiritual energy come over you. Now, did I make that up no. or was that real? No, it's absolutely like a form of meditation and thoughtfulness where. And like mindfulness. Yeah, and, yeah. You you connect to the game and you just get into that zone where it's like, yes, I'm hitting all the shots. Everything's going right. The Like you are one with the machine. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of my show most of the people I think that are listeners, I, you know, I can't say for sure because our show's gotten so big, but the feedback we get, it's people who are looking for more in their spirituality than just sitting in any one church. Now, having said that, a lot of our listeners, I know, have their own faith groups. Yeah. And it ranges, I think, from Buddhist to Christian to even uh, Muslim, because we, we have people in Iraq, Afghanistan, even right. China, Australia, who are listening to the show. So I know there's a wide variety, and I should also mention our Jewish brothers and sisters as well. Sure. So it's not about sitting in a synagogue or a place. I think, in my view, when we go to those places, is to celebrate our other work we've been doing throughout the week. Yes. It's not about just going there, and that's the only spiritual part. And so... What we keep seeking to do on the show is bringing people on that are living life as spiritual. And that's what I think you do, both in how you greet people and and replay and also, you know, in your gaming, if that's the right way to say it. I think so, yeah, because there's definitely fellowship in pinball. There is. You know, we have our our tournament group. We have our core kind of pin pals that we play with all the time. Mm -hmm. So I I love that about it is it's a group activity. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And also, it's part of being a, a promoter of it and supporting it and seeing people out in the wild that you're like, hey, did you know we do tournaments? Did you know that you could play <laughs> I, in a league? I know you keep telling me about them. <laughs> yeah, I keep, you could play in this event. 
Well, now, and I also know you're married, and your husband, is he a major into pinball, too? Like, do you guys roll out of bed and play pinball, or what? (laughs) We could. We are that close. We have machines, so we don't have a living room. We have an arcade. (laughs) Nice! (laughs) Instead of a living room. Yeah, there's three pinball machines where a couch should probably live. Um, I got him into pinball. Oh, yeah? um, And he took the silver ball and rolled with it. He (laughs) has become a a tech, so he fixes machines. He fixes a lot of machines. That's Um, what I thought. He, something clicked in his mind with pinball. He saw, he started seeing the schematics and the interiors of them, and it was just like, yeah, I want to do this. So he just dove right in. Uh, We started saying that he was doing night school on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Come from home from his regular job and just watch all of these different tutorials and different people that already fix the games and just absorb and learn as much as he can. So he really he had played pinball a few times before we had met, um, but had no idea about you know how deep it goes and how serious people are about it, how hooked on it you can get. Um, but I got lucky that he just is a huge fan of pinball as well. I think so. Well, yeah. the other thing I like about it, I mean, I feel like when we find our niche, uh, something we really love, we have to dedicate ourselves to it. Yeah. And, and that's part of being in the flow of life. You totally. know, it's like, I'm not meaning to say, well, there's some grand purpose and you have to get in it. I mean, we all have a purpose, which is to live life from this spiritual nature. But I think, you know, for you guys, it can look like somebody being uh, a tech for pinball. Yeah. And for me, it can look like being a speaker and a podcast host and a teacher, a minister. But not one is better than another, right. you know. And and I, that's what I love about you know the way you guys live is it seems to be, you know, whatever is flowing, that's what you're going with. And I yeah. think there is something. Um, there's a unity minister who wrote a book called In the Flow of Life, and it's about how how really, yes, we create the flow, but there is a natural way in which we all are supposed to do and be. Yeah. And I think when you're playing pinball. You're in it. Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> yeah, and like I say, I felt it. I felt it. I said, you know what? I, I even told you that. I think I need to have you on my show. We'll, we'll talk more. Um, when you, like, compete with other people, uh, do you feel they are in that zone too or not necessarily? I think you can tell when someone is, you know, when someone starts so. to really, we say, blow up a game when they're, like, Hitting all those shots, getting it going. Right. Um, you can feel. It's like you say about feeling the energy coming off of people. You can feel when they are just in that zone, just getting sucked into the game. Because that's the, the other thing about pinball was it's escapism, you know. You're focusing on this one frame of time, this one play field to complete, to, to get through, uh, to get to that multi-ball and complete that wizard mode. <laughs> So it's a nice it's a nice uh, experience too to have such control over this little world under glass. It is. It is. I want to talk more about it too in our second half because there are some challenges to it, and I want to hear a little bit more about your journey. So uh, we are in Tarpon Springs, Florida, at the Replay Amusement Museum with Bobby Douthit. So uh, thank you, friends, and we'll be back right after these brief messages. We'll return to the program in just a few moments, but first, we wanted to give a special word of thanks to our podcast partners, Support Tech Staffing. 
Support Tech Staffing is an innovative staffing agency built on the principle of caring about employers and employees as they navigate these new workforce and workplace challenges. If you're an employer, they want to be your human resource partner and help with the changes needed during the pandemic. If you're a candidate, they want to become your lifelong career agent to help you grow into your fullest potential. Support Tech prioritizes support over volume, integrity over profits, and will treat your business and your career as if it was their own. You can learn more at supporttechstaffing.com. That's S-U-P-P-O-R-T-E-K staffing.com. We now return you to this week's episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey with your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Friends, welcome back. We're at Replay Amusement Museum, and uh, we're really um, excited to be here. I'll tell you, friends, I drove over this morning just for the interview. It's crazy how much we like this place, Um, but one of the reasons is because Bobby runs it, and she runs it with a lot of love and spirituality and spiritual energy, and, you know, I know we ended our last half talking a little bit about the flow and other players, but I want to mention that you know, when we were here, that was the other thing is, wasn't there a eclipse or something happening and we went out to watch it? Oh, yeah. And I think that was the other thing. I Later, I was like, oh, if I said I do a show and it's spiritual, not religious, would you know what I mean? And you were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Count me in. And you know what? There seems to be a great deal of spirituality here in Tarpon Springs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, we have... Um, a good friend. I mean, I've known her, what, 25 years, and she's a spiritual teacher and has supported me for many years. She lives in Tarpon Springs. I know several ministers that have retired here. There's just a wonderful, open spiritual energy, even though in a lot of ways, it seems like an old-fashioned town. Right. And I think old Florida. Old Florida. And there is that. And I think that's part of the charm of the town. But there's also a lot of spirituality. Yeah. Well, we have the the uh, epiphany, right? Right. The, the diving where all the young boys go in that icy cold water. Right. I guess it's not too bad. We are in Florida, but. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. That's a, a huge draw for the community, for sure. Yeah, and the cool little chocolate shop around the corner. Oh, I we love always Rosa. go in there. Yes. And she we has have so the, much good food. It's it's amazing. Well, and the, the sponge docks are so cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like going back in time to go down there. Totally. Well, so, um, you know, I know you work at Replay all the time, and you're also, as you said, managing and you're, you know, participating in events and competing. So clearly, you have spirituality a part of what you do. It shows up in your kindness and the way you treat the customers. And I mean, if that's really even the right word, I think when we came in, we felt like we were instantly a part of some family of yours, some extended yeah. family. And it meant a lot to us because we were traveling and, you know, with the COVID business. Right. But so tell us a little bit about like your spiritual journey. Like, did you have a belief like when you were young or did you, what, what, what was your spiritual journey like? I was never really raised with any type of organized religion at all. Okay. Um, but being a good person, 
you know, respecting sure. humanity and, and, you know, the natural but, world, world was always important in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were raised with religion and, you know, we would go to, if we were spending the night over at a friend's house and it was like, yeah, you can stay over on Saturday, but we're going to church on Sunday. So we would go to church, we would check it out. Um, it never really connected to me or my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it was because we hadn't had like a, a family tie to it. Right. Um, but it was always important in the household, you know, to be a good person. Yeah. So that was sort of my, uh, my belief system to get to be raised on. Mm-hmm. And then I think for working, it's definitely that like Southern hospitality where mm-hmm. everyone that walks in the store is family. Yes. And I'm trying to introduce them to this amazing arcade and, and arcade oasis that we built here. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally it's an easy sell. <laughs> well, yeah, when we, when we walked in, I'll just speak for me. It feels like walking into like a piece of history because and and I was I was talking with a friend the other day and saying that, you know, I really try to present material and teachings that stand the test of time. Yeah, have a timelessness. Yes. And so there was some feeling, you know, and I like old things. I like antiques, most yeah. of my furniture. You know, I sleep in a bed that was made in the late 1800s in Germany. It's totally. just what I like. Yeah. And so um, when I was here, um, you know, we walked in. It was like, okay, there is something special about this. And what I liked about, you know, being here and being in this vibe, and I think I think it's a vibe you've created because the games themselves are cool, but it's also your vibe about it. Right. They they don't have warmth. <laughs> right. They're just games. They're, they're interesting, but it's not it's it can't always be approachable, especially pinball. Yes. I feel like pinball is very unapproachable. It's the opposite. <laughs> Just starting the game is like, how the heck do I do this? Well, right. And and also, you know, we were talking one day about the, the playing fields on the on the games. You know, the older games have a different angle or different tilt rather sure, than yeah. you know and so they're slower. But the newer games you said are like ten degrees or uh, between six and seven. Six and seven degree till. Well, but the older are b- between like three and five. Much, yeah, much, uh, much less of a slope on those ones. Yeah. Well, what was so interesting, you know, we were. I w- I'm always drawn to the older games because I love old things. But after playing with you, it helped me be a better player because I wasn't forcing. Like a lot of times now, when I see people play pinball, and I can see it in myself when I do it, I find I want to force the ball. Yeah, you think you're going to hit the button harder. If I it's hit it hit harder. The ball harder. <laughs> but it's not that. It's not. It's yeah. flowing. And so um, a lot of times on the show, I'll end up coming back to a breathing practice that I often do where, you know, it's about taking like really long and slow, smooth, deep breaths. Yeah. And so when I was after uh, my son and I played with you and I was on that game back there, I was like, what if I just enjoyed every ball. Yeah. Instead of like trying to make something happen. Right. And I had, you know, it was playing pinball was suddenly a spiritual experience. Yeah. (laughs) It it wasn't like, oh, I have to win. But what was so funny then is I did win and I did get the high score. Yeah. And by the way, friends, I still hold the high score as far as I know (laughs) on that pinball game. But part of the reason is you teaching me to just like by, by your example, Flowing with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I think that's the biggest mistake is people thinking they're going to control the game. I'm like, yeah, you can capture and, you know, be very mindful of your shot, but pinball is pinball. It is unpredictable. There's only so much control. I, mm-hmm. it's, people don't like it, but I say it's a game of luck pretending to be a game of skill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say that's life, isn't it? Totally. <laughs> because we, the things we think we're controlling, something happens, and we go, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I thought, I thought I had this under control. Yeah, I thought I knew exactly what was coming next. Oh, gosh. That's like the biggest mistake, right? That's the biggest mistake. Yeah, yeah. that's the biggest mistake. And so... You know, as always, I'm taking lessons away. You know, like one of the things you're saying is be in the flow, right? Yeah. Don't force. Yeah, and don't get caught up in the last ball, you know. Oh, last... don't get caught up in the past. Yeah. Yes, say more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can, right? You can You can let a whole one bad game ruin a whole tournament for you if it gets stuck in your head and you don't kind of shake it off, brush it off and say, "Okay, that was last game." Moving on. We're going to the next game. Yeah, well, kids now call it rage quitting, right? Right. Yeah. Just, ah! And they throw it down and then don't want to pick it back up for a while. And that's the nice thing about pinball, too, is that you always get three chances at least. (laughs) That's true. And I especially love when there's five chances on the older games. Yeah, when it's a five ball or if you get extra ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, maybe today, um, I know we, get, you know, we won't do it live on the show, but I want to, I want us to play yeah, one more play. game, you know, while we're here today. But um, so friends, I, as you're listening, I hope you're hearing all the, the many lessons. I know our listeners are always gleaning lessons. You know, one is to not get caught up in the past. Another is to be in the flow. You know, another is to work with what shows up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, like, being present, you know? Yes. Focusing on that ball, that moment right then. Yeah, so maybe you had the wizard mode lit, like, last ball, but not this ball. <laughs> We're playing this one. Right, right, exactly. And and I think um, I think sometimes in life we, we categorize things and places and even people, that this is spiritual and this isn't, and this is spiritual and that isn't. So... I want to bring us back to that fact that what you're saying, and I've really, over the last several years, just continued to see that spirituality is everywhere. You know, that our very existence is meant to be right spiritual, and uh, we are meant to be in the flow of life. I also mean, think that means that, I mean, it doesn't mean we don't have a direction. We do. But it means that we learn to work with what life sends without rejecting, without uh, leaving mad. We, you know, we work through whatever life sends. Yeah. And uh, I think it's important to have places where we can have meaningful community. And honestly, I think this is one of them. Totally. You know, of all the places in Tarpon Springs that we come, this is the place we make sure and come into. Oh, even though that. there's a toy store a couple doors down. Yeah. There, or is it next door? Right next door. Right next yeah. door. Perfect neighbor. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Perfect neighbor. Although I'm not called into that store. It's a great store, but I'm yeah. not called into there. Because the community of love and acceptance and camaraderie and flow is in this building. Right. <laughs> Hiding next door. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, friends, I, the, the thing I'm thinking, too, is 
how often are we holding a specific energy and vibration? And we don't really realize how that's um, sending a vibration out from us. You know, that this energy of love and acceptance and connection and flow can be the way we walk through life. Or we can walk through life with this um, restriction, with uh, trying to do everything right. Well, that's going to give off an energetic vibration as well. Yeah. And what we know is whatever energy we hold, that's what we draw to us. That's the law of attraction. Yeah. You know. So um, is there, uh, uh, for some reason, I want to ask, is there any favorite new pinball out that we should look for in in our area? <laughs> because I see I'm right by the Mandalorian based I, on the Star Wars, new Star I'm Wars definitely, series. Definitely a big fan of the Mandalorian. Um, Although the it, new Led it, Zeppelin that came out, I'm a big fan of. Oh, really? Why the new Led Zeppelin? Um, I really like that designer, Steve Ritchie. He's known as the King of Flow, as he far as designers. Yeah, the King of Flow, King Steve of flow. Ritchie. Yeah, so he's known to design games that have really good flow. So I always say, like, don't ever pick a, a Steve Ritchie to battle me against, because I will win. Because <laughs> I'll whoop you. I'll win. There's just something about Ritchie games. I can just walk up and play them. Pretty naturally, which is a very nice feeling. It's not common on pinball, so. And no, it isn't. Well, and some of the games for me now are hard because they are so much faster. It always takes yeah. me two or three games to, to get yeah. accustomed to the quicker energy. And to, like, to realize, okay, that feed out's going to be me, and I got to be prepared. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be prepared for that little turnaround. Exactly, exactly. I still want to break my high score, too, on, on the butterfly. You got to roll it, right? Yeah, I got to roll it. That's yeah. the idea. And I didn't know that game is made in Spain, and I don't know. I, somehow I like the colors. I like everything on it. It's a beautiful game. And they, the clear coat uh, finish that they put on those play fields will last forever. Right. I know you were saying they it's just, as good as the new ecology will, laws yeah, are for it, the environment. They, yeah. It's terrible for the game. Yeah, we can't have those good chemicals in the clear coat anymore. So they're <laughs> pooling and having little dimples. It's a whole... There's a lot of playfield. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the right word is. Uh, quality control issues. There are. I remember you saying yeah. that. Well, the other thing, and I guess we can end with this. That one of the things I really notice in being here is multi generations playing games together. That is the best. And so with video games that we all have in our hand now, that those are a little more isolating. What I love about being here is that I've seen grandparents bringing in their grandkids. Yes. And re and remembering games or going, oh, how do you do this? And and them laughing at each other. Oh, yeah. And. and they- the grandson saying, Grandma, how are you so good at this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I used to have to make a quarter count, kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's been a lot of fun. And um, seeing a lot of dads with their kids has been, oh, yeah. you know, really great, too. Because, And I think kids, too, um, I remember when I went to the arcade as a kid, it was a time of me learning to be on my own. It was like, okay, Mom, I'll be back. <laughs> and so I think that's good too because it's a safe environment. Yeah. And the parents are nearby, but the totally. kids, because now um, it's different than when I was growing up in that, you know, we used to just walk to the store. Well, nobody does that anymore. No, there's so much more supervision. There's so over much more kids supervision. Doing everything. And everything. And I think in many ways that's good, but I think. Something that's missing is a little bit of kids learning their auto- autonomy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed 
as I was in here, you know, kids having a little bit of confidence going from game to game and the parents yeah. being nearby, but not hovering. Right, right. And I, I also think that's really good a in being A little controlled here. freedom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, some, like, it's like some, there's only one exit and I can see it. So I can let the kid, you know, be in the back of the arcade and know that they're going to be safe. And know that they're going to be safe and you're watching out as well. Yeah. I mean, that's obvious. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I always make jokes like, let me know if there's a runner in the group. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch the door. Yeah, I'll watch the door, exactly. <laughs> well, Bobby, thanks for being with us. We are here at Replay Amusement Museum in Tarpon Springs, Florida. If you've never been to Tarpon Springs, I really encourage you to come. It's a great little town with sweet people. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Good food, great energy. Largest Greek community in the U.S. Yes, largest Greek community in the U.S. Amazing Greek food. Mm -hmm. And if you go, what's that one road? Is it not Klosterman? What's the road uh, with all the Greek restaurants? And you go down there. It felt like I was in another country. Dodecanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the way you pronounce it? I think. Dodecanese, I, I pronounce it. Dodecanese. That's the way I pronounce it. It's probably not right. Dodecanese. All right. Well, we should we should ask a, a Greek person. Right. You right. The, the real. <laughs> Somebody who actually knows. Yeah. All right, Bobby. Thank you so much for being with us. Tell your husband, too, that uh, we send our love and our appreciation to him. Thanks for... so much for having me on. It was a blast. My pleasure. All right, friends. Uh, thank you for joining us today. As always, thank you for your financial support to keep us on the air. Uh, we'll see you next week. Blessings on the journey, dear friends. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey, presented by Support Tech Staffing. This channel is also made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2021, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.